hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another podcast of your favourite self-improvement programme. My name is Chris Carlos and once again joined here with my best friend Brendan Lee. Uh, Brendan, why don't you take it away? Hey guys, so today we're going to talk about the big picture. So um, a lot of people are probably thinking of like brainstorming ideas and things like that that you would do in a company when they say think big picture. But what we were talking about more is this idea of having like an end goal in mind and then thinking the small incremental steps to how to get there. So I'm going to hand it back to Chris. Yes, so always the thing. Maybe this will be slightly more abstract than our, our previous um, previous topics. But we're, again, as always, we want to give you the practical advice to get to where you want to be in that 0.1%. So I think in terms of the big picture, before we move on to specific projects, we should probably talk a little bit about what what is the big picture Um, you know kind of ties into like the pursuit of happiness your meal drive all those sorts of concepts so mm. what do you think for young entrepreneurs probably focus on meals but a lot of the lessons by females as well you know up and coming mid-20s you know there's so many things vying for your attention now in the 21st century how do you stay on track should you stay on track what do you think well, I think nowadays, I mean, um, if you want to be successful, you've got to have a purpose. So you've got to have that one thing that's sort of driving you overall, whether, you know, something's got to take priority, whether it be your career mm-hmm. or just your personal life, whatever it is at that instance in time. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing, I think, is if you're thinking big picture, is to set the goal for yourself first and foremost, because like, as we've said before, I mean, you're ahead of 99% of the population if you're just taking action yeah. if you're taking actionable steps sure you're doing well already then when you've set yourself that goal I mean it's not just enough to actually set yourself a goal you got to stay on track yeah so you've got to make positive steps to actually achieving it so you've got to have something to keep you on track you've got to have um things driving you so like for example I know you're working on a project at the minute and um you've got a bunch of wee post-it notes um, telling you what you've got to have done by this date and this date and yeah. this date but mm-hmm. it's all related to this one overarching goal That's right. but there's a whole bunch of different wee projects that have to be done in yeah. order to get th- and what I've noticed uh, a lot with successful people is that they don't get too caught up in the details so they sort of get something done it's done well mm-hmm. but when it's done they're saying I can't waste time anymore on yeah. doing this one thing I have to get this other thing done yeah. and they're willing to put it to the side because yeah. it's done well yeah. they could maybe make an improvement to turn it up one percent better yeah. yeah but the fact of the matter is it's already probably better than what 90 percent of people are turning out so yeah. what's the point in wasting all that time when they could be um, accomplishing so much more that's huge yeah I think um, that's you really hit the nail on the head there and I probably stumbled across it a couple of years ago it's Especially, you know, if you are good at your job, regardless of what field you're in, people who are good tend to be perfectionists. And, you know, you can sit down and you can really drill in and drill in and drill in and drill in your project. But if you spend two months doing that or you spend two months turning out five different things that are all of a good standard, mm-hmm. when people look at you, they're not going to say, well, that one perfect project, you know, you're the best. They're going to say, look at the volume of work you've turned out. That's a good standard. I think what's interesting is though, just you kind of uh, made me think about something there. You know, we're talking about career, and you said what's your what's your drive, what's your purpose. You know, do you think that drives such as you know you want to try and find a good life partner, you want to try and you know find 
path outside of your career, you know, are they valuable things to be doing? How do you think that ties in with the overarching field path that you're on, your pursuit of happiness? Well, I think that's um, that's a good point. I mean, for probably 99.9% of the people here, they're looking to hear how they can get better in terms of their professional life. But if you're all you're doing is working, mm-hmm. you won't be happy as yeah. a person. You won't be a complete person. So you do have to make time for other things. So when I say you got to have that purpose, that's the overarching thing. That's the main thing that's driving you at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. So say for both of us right now, it's probably career mm-hmm. is the overarching thing that's driving us. But we always make time for friends, yeah. for social events, for doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, outside of work. Mm-hmm. You've got to have things that keep you occupied um, in another way. But I think we said before as well, that that's, it's like a tornado that ties into each other as well because being involved in those social events, you know, the social skills you're building, the people you're meeting can tie back into, you know, what your ultimate goal and drive is. Yes. So you can't, I think you can't really consider these things in isolation, but I can see how some of the listeners are thinking, you know, well, you know, in a career it's almost easy because the steps are laid out in front of you. You have to do this, you pass these professional exams, you mm-hmm. have to have this done, you have to that done, you have to interview that, 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 and you can see, you know, the CEO sitting at the top of the pyramid, that's where you want to be. Certain things, you know, like relationships, like, you know, your social life, um, places like even your travel and personal life, you know, the, the concepts there are, are sometimes a bit harder to nail down on are you on the path of those things that you want to do or should you be on the path or should you just focus on where you can see the road is clear and let those things come as they come? Yeah, well, suppose um, that's an important point as well because there is going to be things that come into your life. And when I say set a goal at the start, you do have to be prepared to adjust for things coming in, new developments. Yeah. You have to be willing to change what you're doing in yeah. light of things changing. Mm-hmm. So people that are too stubborn and not willing to compromise, not willing to make adjustments, well, yeah. then they're not going to be successful in their purpose either. Yeah. So um, what you'll often hear people in like job interviews or when they're testing, they, they want to hear if you're flexible, mm-hmm. if you're um, adaptable, if mm-hmm. you're willing to change your approach. Yeah. And a lot of people just um, pay that lip service and say, yeah, I'm very changeable and very adaptable. I'm mm-hmm. willing to take on new yeah. ideas. They don't actually mean it. But if you want to get good, mm-hmm. you want to get very good, mm-hmm. then it is. it has to be something you're willing to do because it will help you accomplish your goals yeah. much faster and much more effectively. Mm-hmm. Well, I totally agree, and I am a big advocate of total responsibility. So when you say you know things coming into your life, changing scenarios, ultimately I feel that you're responsible for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of that. You know, you can't be a successful person without really saying anything that happens to you, to a very high extent is the total of your total of your own making. Now. Not to say that you mightn't get hit by a thunderbolt, you know, whatever, your best friend gets run over, or, you know, something horrendous happens to you, um, and, you, you know, you've no power over that. But the small things, that the, when you're trying to get to the final 1%, in my opinion, from what I've seen day-to-day work, is it's, it's minuscule, but it's all all things that you have done. Like for example, I give you from work last week, somebody in our company who's fairly high up, and he's just not... He's not cracking into that last one percent. You know, there's people at that level who you can tell are the yeah. If you we've read, both read the book Relentless by Michael Grover, you know you can tell there's people there that are the cleaners that are, everything's done, cleaned, and in terms of self improvement, it's probably the best book I've read. 
Um, so just explain to the people listening what a cleaner is. So they, they, Michael Grover, I think his name is. G-O-V-E-R, I think. Um, the book's called Relentless from Good to Great to Unstoppable. You'll find it quite easily on um, Google. So this guy was Michael uh, Jordan's coach as he's coming through. And the book's about leaving a legacy behind. So Michael Jordan was playing in the NBA with other professionals, but why is he the only one that has you know shoes named after him? Why is Michael Jordan the name that people know who don't play basketball? Yeah. But he was playing with these guys who were super talented, you mm-hmm. know, so... He explains kind of the stages of progression and success and his ultimate stage of success is being a cleaner. And when you reach that stage, he says there are really no problems because you solve the problems before mm. the start. And you do see people like that in the work environment. And even when everybody's at the same level, be it, you know, department managers, whatever, up to senior managers, company directors, you know, if you compare everybody, they're not the same. Some people, they everything's done there's never an issue there's never complaining and other people seem to bring a, a wave of woe with them but i was looking kind of from the sidelines last week and this guy just very small things that you know you should do but you don't think they'll have an impact you don't think people will notice but they do so you know turning up to meetings just a few minutes late and um, not being responsive when juniors are asking him for help but not being outwardly unsuccessful or not being you know incompetent and not being incompetent being good because he has to be good to be where he is just the tonality to some people that he was speaking with but you only see those things when you really step back and take a notice of it and it's those tiny tiny interactions and tiny things that happen every day that'll stop you breaking through to that last one percent yeah i think that's a very important point i mean being able to take a step back and that's effectively what we've been saying is look at the bigger picture so the people who who are very um, successful, they have this ability to step back in these like really difficult, tense situations, really high pressure situations, and assess it coolly mm-hmm. and calmly. Yeah. Know what's going on, and are yeah. able, as you were talking about, there, be able to see the dynamic at play. Yeah. Whereas maybe that guy, um, he's just um seeing stuff coming at him really quickly, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't have that ability to you know mm-hmm. see the matrix as it is. One of the, the, you're saying that's true as well. Another book I'd recommend, Crucial Conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who wrote that, um, but it made a very good point that stuck with me. And when you say about those high stress and intense situations, I think it was something along the lines of the 1% of conversations that you have that are you're under super amounts of stress, strain, uncomfortable conversations will dictate 25 or 30% of your outcomes. So those, you know, those conversations where you're called off guard, you know, someone says, can I speak to you? You know, it's not going to be good. You can feel the adrenaline pumping. The outcomes of those conversations that most people avoid, and for good reason, the best way to win an argument is to avoid it. But those conflicts that you get pulled into then, you know, can have serious repercussions on your future career if you're not ready and you're not, you know, ready to meet any objections with uh, with exceptional behaviour up until that stage. Yeah. I would say to anyone who gets themselves caught in that sort of situation, the first thing is not to get defensive. Mm-hmm. The first priority in a conversation like that should always be to take that step back and analyse the situation. Yeah. So as soon as you know what's happening, be taking that step back immediately yeah. in your head and figuring out what happened instead of being like, yeah. it's not my fault, it's not my fault. Cause Keeping, all... That's huge. Keeping quiet for 10 seconds because it's so easy to, to burst out saying, ah, oh, but, you know, I didn't, you know, this happened, that happened. Mm. And those conversations, though they're infrequent, 
they're not always people aren't always out to try and you know score points or or you know hurt you or bring you down i've had to have one or two of those conversations maybe two in the last three years and it's been with people's best intentions at heart you know obviously when you're telling somebody something that they don't particularly want to hear the easy thing to do is to jump to your defensive or for them to jump to the fence up, but sometimes, as you say, taking a step back, there's lessons to be learned there. Yeah, I think being being responsive to the feedback and actually taking it on board rather than seeing it as a slight is a very important thing Huge. in order to be successful. Yeah, I think we've kind of neatly talked about this idea of the big picture now. I don't really think there's much more to add. Do you, can you think of anything, Chris? No, I think um, big picture for me ultimately there's a lot out there about ego. Um, and as you become more experienced, older maybe, I think your ego shrinks. Mm-hmm. You stop thinking about, you know, what, how am I going to look coming out of this? And you start thinking about what am I going to learn? Mm-hmm. I think that's really the summary. If you're looking at the big picture, you don't get caught up in the small things that you'll waste time in. And, you know, the conversations that you have, there's something that can be learned from all of them. Sometimes, you know, people are wasting your time. Sometimes people are out just to try and score points. But if you do take the step back, as we said, you know, look at the big picture, you know, realize, you know, what you can learn from and what you just need to ignore. Yeah, I think that puts a nice bow on everything. And so, yeah, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, And we're going to have a final episode in the series to come next week. Um, And as usual, you can reach us on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or our email. And so if you have any questions, more than happy to answer them or any feedback, as we've said, more than happy to take it on board. So signing off, Brendan Lee and Mr. Chris Carlos. See you next week, guys. See you next week.